Hello and welcome. Today we're going to be talking about the colonization of Mars and the Moon. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to kind of start us off by talking uh, about uh, kind of the colonization of Mars. Uh, obviously, there's a lots of companies which are trying to make it viable to get to Mars. Most famously, SpaceX is trying to um, uh, get there, run, run by Elon Musk, as well as um, Richard Branson is trying to get to the moon with his Virgin Media space travel. Um, so, uh, and there's also some other smaller companies. Uh, and also NASA is also trying to look at viable ways to try to live on Mars. Uh, they have thought about 3D printing houses and using other techniques like carbon fiber and all these types of stuff to get delivered up to Mars. Uh, quite recently, they held a sort of contest for in JPL for all the people, uh, all the inventors trying to build huge 3D printers for the surface of Mars, where they would use kind of the materials that were there on Mars to um, 3D print these houses made out of uh, Martian rock. Um, and uh, the best design uh, would then, they would see how uh, weatherproof it was by subjecting it to all these different sorts of um, actions and stuff like that to make sure they get the kind of the best thing, like what's the most viable way. So it's kind of, it's funny to see like the different uh, attitudes that different companies are taking. Like um, NASA's primarily looking at shelter, whereas um, uh, uh, SpaceX and Elon is kind of looking at trying to get there and make it viable for um, sort of, recreational travel almost to Mars. It's also quite important to mention that the other day they had their first ever successful manned uh, launch SpaceX, which kind of um, started a qu quite an interesting thing. Mm, but don't you think that the colonization of the moon would be a lot more effective, as in it's much closer? And we know lots more about the moon now. In fact, doesn't NASA have a plan to uh, colonize uh, the moon by 2024 and still not more achievable than planet seven months away instead of a couple of days away. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, there is different aspects to look at it. To look at it like that, I think Mars would be a more viable option because the, it's very similar to Earth in many respects, whereas, uh, whereas the moon is very different to Earth because it's not actually a planet in itself. It doesn't have as much gravity. On the moon, they have to use kind of pre-made structures which they uh, bring up. And the like, the atmosphere there is not as similar to Earth as Mars's atmosphere is. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, the atmosphere on the moon is basically non-existent, which means a sustained uh, colony on the moon would have to be completely within a kind of geodome, uh, which is completely self-sufficient. Whether on Mars, there is some potential for a atmosphere. Yeah, um, uh, kind of interesting you brought up the biodome there. Um, you see, the only, the only issue with which people have been seeing with the biodome is they've run a couple of simulations of that in kind of the, the deserts of um, America. and They've run two so far, both of which have been unsuccessful. First one was due to concrete poisoning, 
and that they're worried that all the people in there would be poisoned by the concrete which part of it was built out of so they had to end the experiment early and the second one uh, required outside help after one of the uh, test subjects sliced their hand and needed a medical attention from an outside world and couldn't deal with it themselves so it's kind of mars's model is much better to kind of the moon model of a geodome mm. do you not agree oh yeah completely the moon while mars has the possibility and the chance of ha- having life sustaining life on the planet the moon is just a rock rock in space while mars has has potential has its own ecosystem why only a couple of years ago uh, they found out sorry months ago that they found water could exist in mars but way on below ground and that several hundreds of thousands of years ago that water most likely was on mars uh which does help the uh, any potential for life to grow on mars but the moon does have water and we would be but we'd have to live towards the poles but um that is definitely an advantage especially since mars it takes six months to get to mars well it only takes three days to get to the moon which is uh completely economically better if you could send up send up and come back within a week to moon back with mars it'd take almost a year uh, to get to um, mars yeah just kind of on that i i totally kind of agree with you that the shorter travel is much better but we can kind of uh, i think mars would be slightly better because it actually if you colonize the moon it's there is only so much that you can do up there with kind of if you have to build these big uh, geodomes or self-sustained habitats up there which takes quite a while and if if you wanted to kind of create a viable colonization there it would take quite a quite a long time to kind of set it up whereas what can nasa is suggesting for their mars habitats they'll take about half a day to um to uh, to put up to print because they're using 3d printers and um it'll be ready to live in uh, almost immediately so there's less prep work even though they're so perhaps you're actually saving time um in the long term of it and not to mention just time but money i mean as people say money makes the world go around if it's not exactly. economically viable to uh, sustain missions to mars and back then it's just not going to happen the moon well is- oh, i was just going to say that um I, kind of on the habitats if with kind of economy the geodomes that uh, nasa built on the earth for testing they cost huge amounts of money to make uh, whereas with kind of the the ones on mars they use the materials on the planet so it's actually costing less because they don't have to one transport these huge things up into space they can actually build it while they're there but it also uses the materials on that planet instead of using materials on the earth sorry if i could just intervene there um where you're talking about it being economically viable and you know uh, sustainable economically but you know in you know obviously with all the kind of depressions and economic crises that are going to come from 
COVID-19, it does, like, we're probably not going to be able to go for anything near this kind of scale for many years. Well, yeah, that, that's actually quite an interesting point there. Um, this, the current climate at the moment isn't great with kind of the whole uh, COVID situation at the moment. And people are viewing that this kind of space exploration is going to kind of go on hold. So, yes, the, this isn't great for space exploration, but if kind of talking in the future, 50 years rather than 20 years, we, uh, Jamie mentioned there at the start, um, they want people on the moon by 2024. Um, I like people living there. I don't think that would be uh, viable with what's going on at the moment. It's probably going to be more like 2030 or uh, maybe even 2035. Uh, well, to jump in there, I, I also do think that's true, but um, I doubt the current situation has that much impact on space travel, maybe economically, but definitely not by uh, a decade or so. I'd say 2030 uh, colonization of the moon is entirely possible, not with obviously uh, commercially, but with say government sending up their astronauts to live on the moon for a couple of weeks or a day. That's I feel that's entirely possible. SpaceX saying that they can get a person on Mars in the next mm. ten years. But um, personally, I don't think it would be like the responsible move to make because we've seen because of COVID nineteen that you know we, we're really not even equipped um properly to deal with you know viruses and crises on Earth. Never mind trying to expand outside. Because we've oh. seen that, you know, our health systems aren't perfect because they weren't able to deal with it properly. And, you know, a lot of people have died as a result. And um, it just doesn't really make sense that we would be trying to, you know, expand locations where we can't even properly manage, not even environmentally, but we can't, you know, properly manage the, the society we live in on Earth. What I was going to say there is you brought up an interesting point about kind of the medical aspect of viruses and stuff. Um one of the huge issues with colonizing Mars anyway is um, kind of what viruses could be up there. And actually, we still don't even know if there could be um, a different life form. Obviously, it's not proven and it is quite far fetched if there is going to be one. But if there is, if we do sort of encounter these by living there, what sort of viruses would humans be subject to? And I mean, um, it's just kind of if we can't cope with what's happening on on our own planet, it is quite difficult to predict what's going to happen on another. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But um, I I have to say that the advantages of exploring space and especially Mars completely outweigh the potential. Uh, say there could be hostile life forms, there could be viruses, but what we do know is that there is uh, lots of resources that we don't have enough of on Earth. We do know that it's a, it could be a forward base to uh, the world, to the rest of the solar system. And we do know that we could colonize this in the near future. When I say near future, by 2020, 2050, especially definitely by the end of this century, we will have humans, we will have most likely humans and not cities, but colonies 
on Mars and on the moon. It's just an eventuality. And I think anyone who says anything against that is just standing in the way of progress. Okay, Jamie, just to um, uh, go a little bit against that, I, like, you, you know, you say that the the um, the potential far outweighs, you know, the risks. I don't, you know, you, you say there's lots of resources, but, um, you know, can you really put a price on, you know, the lives that could be saved if we invested all that money, you know, into improving, you know, uh, you know, outbreaks and, you know, healthcare systems and education on Earth. We're investing in all these kind of frivolous pursuits that like, you know, going into space and, you know, doing all these things that aren't really going to help most people. They're not really going to affect people and they're not going to help, you know, the environment on Earth where, you well, know, we've barely scratched the surface on the potential of solar energy and yeah. uh, you know all these yeah, uh, all these um, technological developments so and also what Jamie was saying you know it's standing in the way of development i disagree with that because i i think you know we shouldn't stand in the way of development but we should develop in areas that actually matter um well John, without uh, the space race without humans desperately vying to get to space before each other we wouldn't have satellites and satellites have been one of the most major technological advancements over the last couple of decades. They allow us to monitor the world. They allow us to uh, say, you were talking about climate change. They allow us to monitor the carbon levels in the atmosphere and other gases. And those things do show that the ozone layer has been healing over the last uh, couple of years. So I'm, sh I'm pretty sure that your point is pretty loyal. Normal. I, I see, I know, I, I, Jamie, I, I do see what you're saying, but you're not really talking about, you know, monitoring the earth more and, you know, exploring, you know, different areas that would actually affect the earth. You're kind of talking about seeing, you know, looking for resources on Mars and exploring but further see, out and using uh, Mars as a way out. In the first place, this, in just kind of space, that, uh, saying we can get to space uh, without the, their vision of getting to space, we wouldn't have satellites today. And that's what I'm talking about. If we try and get to Mars, who knows in 20 years time what technological advancements we would have because of that. GPS was invented by the US military to get one over on the USSR. Who knows what and, uh, technology will be invented in the next couple of years or next couple of decades that will help not only us get to Mars, but help us in our day-to-day -day lives. Just on that, Jamie. Well, that, that's um, the that's the potential, but we we see issues, you know, at, well, um, on Earth, because you're saying that, you know, maybe if we go out to space, then you know, the, the there's a chance that we're gonna discover something new that's gonna help us on our daily lives. But we see, you know, issues today that we uh, that we know well, need investment, we we know need improvement, rather than looking just, for you know new things, um, new developments. We should we should fix what we have. Sorry, on that front, though, yeah, um, you say that we would be going up there to search for the possibility of something that's going to make us better, but we the Earth better. But we know that there is stuff on Mars that could benefit us on Earth. There is countless resources on Mars that we could use to for power for all that sort of stuff on Mars, as well as kind of what Jamie was saying with the technology is that if we somehow create 
uh, how um, to deal with kind of medical issues up on Mars and so up on Mars or on the moon or something like that, or something like that. If we could then use that on Earth, which would actually improve the medical systems in on Earth, which we know at the moment is severely lacking. So I think the the space exploration isn't just helping space exploration; it's helping the world as a whole. But what, like, can you give an example of what resources that can be found in Mars? Because you know, we have kind of barely scratched the surface of Mars exploration, so we don't really know much. But I, like, I, I don't know well, um, if any resources that would be helpful. But you know, so many maybe you do. Uh, of these minerals and stuff, it just stands to reason that other planets would have the same. Exactly. And yes, it does. But would you not agree? If we invested however many uh, hundreds of millions or even billions we would put into space exploration if we put that into you know uh, solar energy which as i said we we barely know anything about um you know kind that, of that on, could be a lot more effective on that front though you could say the exact same thing for military spending like the us spends a huge amount of money on their military but Truly. a fraction like a complete fraction of that on nasa and so if you if you're kind of bringing up this point of money, would we not take away this kind of um, this hostility towards each other and kind of create we should really create a better future together rather than against each other? Um, no, and I, instead, yes, of cutting, kind of, instead of cutting funding for kind of space exploration, we should cut funding to the hostilities, to the things that we don't actually we don't need really to be fighting each other each other we should be kind of united in the front of protecting the human race and kind of seeking a, a different planet do, do you not really agree with that i i do agree and if it's something that could but there are you know if, if you're looking for something that can unite us as a race then or as a, as a species even then you know there are so many other things that we could we could work towards that would actually benefit us and i see what you're saying about um uh, like you know uh, cutting military spending but and I you know and I do agree with that but I, I just see space exploration as another s sort of hold that people are putting money in you know and, and I agree that military spending is another one of them I think space extra space exploration is just adding to that well Fionn to add to Fraser's point if you were going to get rid of something that did not benefit humanity obviously the military spending of the United States and the world it's completely outrageous and it's completely unnecessary. We live on yeah, know, and I think that's they, even worse than the, the on spending the, on space the exploration period but, of yeah, time so throughout the world. And if and that and really spending that much amount of money on the military is completely unacceptable when it doesn't help anyone within the United States or within the world. But what does help them? what could help them and what will help them in the future is space exploration and the technology that comes about from that. So I think your point there is completely null and void. I, I just kind of on that, Jamie, I totally agree with that. Um, but then I, I suppose we can't really overlook what would be the issue of the militarization of space. 
which has been a th- they've had to create a whole UN sub body for this. That it is so it's such a huge issue that the mo- that um, a country could militarize the moon or could militarize Mars or just militarize space in general. And um, so I mean that's another issue to kind of look at with space exploration is that should we really solve the issues of kind of a war on our own planet before we go and start destroying other planets with war um does anyone kind of um i i i don't think now personally like i know this kind of goes against what what i'm trying to trying to bring forward but i don't think that that's really a reason to to not think about exploring space in itself because um I think humans, no matter where we go or whatever places we discover, we're always going to try and benefit in some way or other from that. Yeah. Um, even even if that, you know, even if that uh, is, you know, um, is a disadvantage for people around us or for, um, you know, for the environment in other places. I, you know, I, I think we if we managed what we did um, outside of uh, Earth responsibly um, and you know, I don't think that would be a, a real issue. And I, th- I think, you know, we see that on Earth and I think that's everywhere where humans just trying to um, get the upper hand on other people, you know. Yeah, um, well, I think that space and the colonization of space has potential to work out something more like the Antarctic Treaty and the Space Treaty are ex- very similar. Both say you're, there's no ex- exploitation for one country's benefit, no militarization. So I think it could be that there is uh, some level of cooperation. Now, not that no one must make any claims to any parts of the moon or Mars. I think we're too early for that, but definitely in the next couple of decades, uh, countries most likely will stake claims to them, to parts of the um, moon and Mars, especially the places where they first land. I can definitely see there being, uh, I don't know, Chinese sectors of the moon or British or EU sectors of the moon. Uh, I think that's extremely possible. In fact, most likely probable. There is no way that humans are going to share uh, the the moon and Mars, even though there is a treaty in place. I feel that they definitely won't say it. Uh, publicly or uh, you know this is part of America but there's definitely uh, colonies. Uh, yeah I, I agree with that completely but you mentioned there the uh, the like the treaty with the Arctic and stuff like that you see the thing is what the issue with the Arctic is the resources there is that some countries are trying to lay claim to that what is in the Arctic is ours we deserve these resources and this could happen on a much larger scale on Mars because there is quite a few minerals that we we could use in on Mars. And would this like the Arctic is much smaller in comparison to Mars, obviously. So would we just have this huge issue of countries laying claim to the materials on that planet are ours? No one else can have them. Yeah, and I think that will only add to, you know, the the advantage for countries who are willing to spend anything on, you know, gaining the upper hand, like take the United States, um, you know, with the amount of money they are spending um, on military and like, 
you know, things that aren't really going to benefit the people. I think this is just going to be another way for countries to divert their spending in in ways that, you know, uh, the the common person isn't going to gain anything from. Well, yeah, the common person might not gain anything in the immediate second or the next year. But as I said earlier, in the next couple of years, all of humanity will benefit. I feel it's actually kind of a bit selfish of you there, if you don't mind me saying, say, uh, well, why don't they give us all the money? Why wouldn't, uh, because... I'm not saying us, but I'm saying there are, you know, there are thousands of homeless people in our streets and there are, you know, people dying of diseases that should be able to be cured if if we invested money into researching them. So I think it's kind of the other way around, whereas you're saying, oh yeah, all of humanity may benefit, but there are people right now starving and dying of, of diseases that should be preventable all around the so world. The, so I don't think you can really say that without, you know, thinking of, of those people. The thing is, though, is that wherever humans go, and where actually when any, wherever species goes, there's always going to be issues. There is especially, especially kind of with the human model, there's always going to be homelessness. There's always going to be disease and stuff. And yeah, but with the, unf- with the amount of money you're talking about, but you see the thing is, that would the, really is the amount of money that actually goes into space travel, especially with NASA, is is actually a fraction of kind of what medical uh, centers get and stuff like that. Um, obviously, uh, kind of SpaceX is a privately run thing, so even if they weren't uh, trying to put uh, people on Mars. Uh, Elon would be spending that money in some other way. He would probably, he wouldn't, <coughs> he wouldn't be giving it out to homeless people. He would. No, but he might be, be developing, you know, uh, more, you know, because he, obviously he he does uh, electric cars. He could be making them more efficient. He could be, um, you know, finding finding resources such as the the cobalt, which um exploits uh ch- child workers in um Congo. Um. Yeah, and I and that's damaging their lungs and their respiratory systems. And I think, uh, yeah, I th- I I disagree with where what are you, why are you spending that? I don't, well, you know, I, I don't see the yeah. major benefit. You, know, you mentioned solar panels uh, earlier, but yes. solar panels uh, technology. You said a solar panel. It's like why are they investing in space? They should be investing on better. I said they should. Panels. Yeah, they should be investing on improving them because we well, barely scratch the surface. Only the most abundant greedy. and powerful we know. Exactly, but that's only possible. Solar panels. Yeah, we have invested yeah. in space yeah. exploration and we learn it's... more about how the sun and the radiation works for experiments, say, on the ISS. Uh, no, I but even, even like so, solar panels themselves came from space exploration. Solar panels didn't exist yeah. until, they requ- until satellites required them to function. So yeah, because it was a necessity have... for them. So yeah, exactly. I'm not really saying So if that we didn't space have exploration, space exploration, yeah, like it, it is constantly making the Earth better. Like soon uh, NASA have kind of, they're investing in more efficient solar panels for their satellites for the ISS, for which example. Which makes it cheaper. Which, the which makes it cheaper. And yeah, so we're soon going to get much cheaper kind of solar panels. We're going to get wind power is going to be cheaper all of this is going to be cheaper because these companies they're trying to adapt stuff for 
a space exploration, but it still works on our own planet. And um, it like we wouldn't have solar panels if we didn't have uh, the space race. So um, it's kind of it's kind of um, it's kind of it's, 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 really. Yeah, exactly. But. I think it's kind of necessary for the human race to keep expanding. It's this, it's what the human race does when back in kind of uh, the age of exploration, nobody was happy with just living in Europe. They wanted to discover America. They wanted to discover, to discover. And that Africa. led to the extermination of other peoples, such as the Native yes. Americans, who are almost, well, it also you know, been almost completely wiped out. Quality of life. Yeah. It, yeah, it improved the quality of life of everyone. For we the people now who have did um, get killed, yes. Exactly, but um, it wasn't. It was an accidental plague. We didn't. It wasn't know. really no, but you you can say it's accidental, but it was also you know the taking of their land, and you it know is, the, the evacuating. Kind of an, supposedly, it is an argument for another day. It, it is a, an argument for another day. The the ethics of the age of exploration. But it's just kind of that thing that the sense that humans have to keep keep that drive to keep exploring. They want to always kind of expand their knowledge. And I think that is why space has space is that sort of is the next frontier. It's the one that everybody wants to um, discover. So it is actually constantly bettering the human race. Yeah, I agree with Fraser, and to say that well, is space exploration worth the time and effort and the tens of billions that a government spend on this effort? There is isn't really a yes or no. Everything in life exactly. is grey, but I feel that there is more reasons for than there is against this endeavour. You see, the thing is, the only thing that I would think is quite contradictory for space exploration is the fact that 70% of our planet is unexplored. The, the ocean, nobody really knows uh, the, the, the entirety of what's down below the surface of the Earth like uh, in um, oceans and stuff like that. So that it is quite contradictory that they're thinking we're going to, you know, be the next frontier, we're going to search for new planets where we haven't actually really discovered everything in our own planet. Yeah. Well, as as contradictory as it might seem, it is actually easier to go to the moon than it is to go basically to the bottom of the marina trench or to dig two kilometers down in Earth. I mean, it's it's it's, um, it's a lot more. It's not cheaper, and it's a lot less loss of human lives. I mean, you can't go that much further into the earth without the pressure of completely killing us all well um space exploration is a very kind of complicated thing and i don't think anybody would really kind of understand what is the true kind of determination of what's good or bad about it but i think um it is majoritively positive from my view does it like uh, i know fion you do have some conflicting kind of views about it Gonna say anything about kind of like what what you think kind of determines 
like obviously you said that we could put all the money into helping the earth uh helping people on the earth uh so do you want to kind of just well I, I think you gave a really interesting answer uh there about um you know how 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 much you know for instance the u.s spends on um military and then you know in comparison the space exploration costs you know are aren't you know massive um yeah i i think i think what you said uh, there is well, right I and i think you know space here. exploration I, I, I think space exploration of... yeah um, it's better to be spending money on that than on military but i do think i don't think it's really a priority that we should be investing so much because i think there are just so many issues in the world at the moment and i see you know and i agree yeah. that uh, there's much more to be gained from it than from military spending and i also you know disagree with the amount of uh, money being spent um on a uh, you know mili- on arms um but yeah, I, exactly. I just think space exploration well, is just another thing that you know isn't really going to get us very far very quickly when there are so many issues that we have that could be fixed a lot quicker on earth exactly but there's kind of something that we did kind of overlook in this bit is the thought that do humans really sort of deserve a second chance if we look at what we have actually done to our own planet of earth do we really want to do that to the moon to mars or even other planets in the future do we want to ruin them do we want to completely kind of like do we deserve a second chance essentially um i would say so I mean, like, saying humans is a second chance, I feel, is a completely uh, oversimplification. I mean, like, no one's giving humans a second chance. Humans are taking a second chance. No one's going to say, sorry, we don't give you your permission. I mean, like, humans, if they want to do something as a race, we are going to do it. They will do it, yeah. And as opposed to the ethical issues of destroying a, a, a planet if we could perhaps not like say still live on earth but completely destroy other planets because who's going to care it's if it's just a mining colony colony uh on mars like that there's too many people going to be uh, opposing that yeah and i i kind of agree with jamie on that point because you know in fairness there's very little um life like i mean there's bacteria and stuff that can be found um outside of earth but as far as we know there's, there there aren't even really plants in mars mm. so there's not a whole lot to be destroyed apart from you know the beautiful kind of the look of them but there's very little you know life that would be damaged or harmed mm. um well i think that kind of signifies the end of today's yeah. topic so um, we finish up with a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famous astrologist. Uh, here we go. Sums up the argument in favour exploration for me, I think. Uh, I think you just let me listen to uh, talk about this and we'll just finish up. So this is a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's imagine we're all back in the cave. So go back into that cave. We're sitting around the fire. And someone's injured or has a problem and someone says i want to go across that meadow to the mountain maybe there's something there the other people say in the cave no we can't leave the cave until we solve the cave problems first. we have to solve those problems before first before anyone leaves the cave i mean this is to me this is completely uh, self-explanatory and, and kind of embodies the entire point of space exploration 
Don't you guys agree? Yeah. Um. Yeah. To, to an extent, like I no, I I see. Yeah, I see what he's saying. Uh, perhaps at a later stage we'll come back to um, space exploration and kind of obviously there's going to be quite a lot of changes in the field <clears throat> in the next couple of years. So um, hopefully we'll do a, a kind of a follow up one of these with us with the other uh, with Aaron and and uh, Andrea as well. So Although we just to go back the, uh, to the cave metaphor, you know, were the people in the cave dying? And you know all that, and then he had the food and the cure, but he decided to put that towards going to the mountain. Well, no, he's saying that yeah. there could be food, there could be a cure, which is a metaphor for all the things no, but that we, we know must there, we, along we have the way a cure and we space. have the food. If we just, you know, it, it's it's just a matter of choosing which is more important: seeing what's up over the mountain or looking after the people in the cave. You know. Well, you see, the thing is, Fionn kind of... Okay, this could kind of go around in circles, that that was just my last kind of point. So perhaps we'll come back to that uh, next time. But uh, thanks again for everyone listening. Um, Goodbye.